Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent book club. I've had a few uh, gentle concerns about my health and well-being after Saturday. Um, I can reassure you all that although the topic of the podcast on Saturday was serious, maybe even a little sombre in places, I'm absolutely fine. Uh, It's just that that one and this one both recorded first thing in the morning, whereas the last few have been recorded last thing at night. Last thing at night, I sound considerably less croaky and often considerably more chipper. However, I am feeling thoroughly chipper and it's very nice to be with you on this Monday morning uh, to talk about chapter five, the first part of chapter five, uh, which is the first part of the chapter on action prayer. Um, You know, I'm going to tell you a few stories, actually, this morning, just a couple of little bits and pieces, because action prayer is, uh, I think, best described in some ways. And I've just had a week of quite a lot of it. Uh, So I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. Um, Last week, I was in Manchester. Most of my recordings from last week were done in my little conference room Uh, bedroom uh, in Manchester and I was there because we were praying together representatives from all over the British Isles we were praying together for the nation at this time we planned the meeting a year ago I think we all thought everything would be sorted in terms of Brexit and the political destiny of the country uh, and how wrong we were so we were all there at what felt like a really crucial time it felt like a very important week and one of the things about it is if you have been feeling slightly frustrated and a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit bemused if uh, about how to pray for the political situation in the UK at the moment, then I want to reassure you that I spent last week with some of the most experienced prayers, intercessors, as we say, that I know, and we all agreed that we were all feeling exactly the same. It's really hard to know what to say and to know what to say to God and to know how to say that when we're all very different and one of the things about that group that I was with last week is we come from probably about um, 20 of us together we come from every single part of the spectrum about most political issues and generally when we pray together we don't get into anything to do with politics we don't get into anything to do with that because we're probably not on terribly comfortable ground sometimes when we're together in that stuff but at the moment It's the matter of the hour and it needs praying for. So what do you do? Well, a couple of things uh, happened to us and uh, I wanted to share them with you because they were action prayer. And I realised last week that that's what we were doing. We were doing action prayer, um, obviously with this chapter in my head. Um, One of the things we did, for instance, was that we stood at two... We got into two groups and we stood at two separate ends of a very long, fairly long room... And uh, we walked, we deliberately walked towards each other. Now, why did we do that? We did that because um, our sense was that one of the things happening in the country at the moment is polarisation. You're either one thing or another. You're either this or that. You're either of that view or of that view. And there's no middle ground and there's no third way and there's no other, uh, whatever term you want to use, There's there's no nuance, there's no... There's nothing softer or gentler that says, uh, well, actually, maybe 
both of those extremes aren't very helpful. Uh, so we wanted to do something again hard. It's hard to put it all into words. And we wanted to do something as a group that said we are choosing uh, to in some way reverse this polarisation. So we walked in from either end of the room and then we <laughs> Uh, we got together in a little kind of, in a circle and we did a little circle dance. We felt like dancing together was an important thing. Yes, these are things that don't happen in most prayer meetings I ever go to. And they're things that really happen, I think, when you know people well and you're close to people. And we have relationships in that group that have been building up over the last 12, 12 15 years. And so it was a joy to be able to do that, actually, if a little weird at times, but important. And I can only tell you that as we danced around that room, all of us feeling we're all British. None of us danced terribly uh, comfortably well, or all from the British Isles. Anyway, none of us danced terribly comfortably. <laughs> well, most of us don't. The Irish were slightly better, I have to say. Uh, but um, it, it felt awkward. It felt like something I really wouldn't normally do. But uh, it also felt powerful felt like an act of prayer. The other thing that happened during those days was um, I am well known for being uh, strongly at the remain end of the Brexit spectrum. I'm really sorry, by the way, if you were hoping for a Brexit free Monday morning. Um, I am strongly at the remain end. And uh, there's another lady there who uh, is at, who had voted leave. And she said to me, she said, I really want to I want to embrace you. I want to hug you as a an act of prayer to say that although we have very different views, we stand together. We don't just stand together. We hold one another. Now, I'm I'm good at hugging. I like a hug. Um, but a sustained embrace of that kind, again, is really not terribly comfortable for me. But we stood in the middle of the circle and we did that. And as we did, we apologised to one another on behalf of our, quote, ends of the spectrum uh, for how we had perhaps uh, how each of us had been offended or affected by the way people of different opinions have behaved. Uh, such at one level an awkward moment for me, not comfortable physically, but such an important moment. And everybody watching on uh, said it had felt very prophetic. Now, prophetic's a word that we use uh, when we're talking about this stuff. It's it's the word that describes doing something uh, which a prophetic act is an act which an act of prayer which changes things, which impacts things, but which doesn't necessarily come with words. And uh, this chunk of the book has a few uh, references to a few stories of Elisha. Elisha was really big on prophetic acts. So he threw salt into the spring in Jericho because the land wasn't being productive. The land was affected by something. There was a something that needed dealing with, a curse that needed breaking. He threw salt into the spring. Uh, he, um, uh, one of his uh, prophet uh, mentees, apprentices, uh, lost an axe head in a river. So he dropped a stick into the river and this axe head came to the surface. There was a pot of stew <laughs> and some uh, young prophet had disobeyed all the rules about not putting plants you don't recognise into stew and had cut this gourd into the stew. And so the stew was poisoned and Elisha put flour in the pot and the pot, the pot of food 
became healthy again. What what are these things? These these things are acts of prayer, which physical acts of prayer, which change something. And for us, they're they're things that we take as inspiration for the way we pray, particularly when we're praying for places. So I've done all sorts of things in my time. Um, I have poured wine into rivers when we felt that uh, something needed to change in the atmosphere of a place and praying for the river felt like the right nudge from God, the right thing to do. I have, uh, we've uh, taken bread and wine in places as a sign of the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, changing places, changing atmospheres. I even, um, a group of us went to a little village in Kent a few years ago and uh, I felt particularly exercised at the time by the way that Canterbury Cathedral, I live in Canterbury for those of you who don't know that, has been uh, extricating monies over the centuries from the county for its own benefit and for its own upkeep and so on and so forth, often to the detriment of the people who live in those villages. So we went there and uh, I just left seven pound coins on the in the on the village green as just felt like a sign of saying whatever's gone on in the past that I don't know and I don't understand but I know I'm I'm feeling exercised about it I'm feeling uh, uh, that I want to do something to help this situation but I don't have the words I don't know what to say I don't know what to pray uh, and so I do something that feels like a reversing of that. And that is my encouragement to you today. I don't know if it's about a place. I don't know if it's about a relationship. I don't know if it's about a a situation that you're involved in. But is there something that you want to see change? You want to see breakthrough. You want to see something shift in this situation, in this place, in this relationship. Instead of trying to find, you know, 2,000 words of prayer as you as you pray about it today. The, oh, Lord, I need to find the right sentence that's just going to unlock this whole thing. Think about an action that you could do instead. Is there something you could do, even if it feels a bit mad, even if it feels a bit crazy, even if it feels a bit strange? You know, People have done all sorts of things. People have left books lying around in places. People have... Uh, People have walked, you know, deliberately walking through places uh, which have been no-go, obviously doing it safely. Particularly walking, putting your feet in places where there's trouble. And not, not trying to think of words, just walking through and saying, God, I'm the prayer here. I'm stepping into this situation. Do you need to go and hug somebody who uh, you are in a tense relationship with? You need to be careful with that because obviously it needs to be uh, a a mutual moment of agreement to do that. Do you just even need to make a cup of tea for somebody who you've been feeling quite anti for some time? What what do you need to do? What can you do? It's not what you need to do. It's not an obligatory thing. But what could you do today that is an act of prayer and uh, and that represents what you want to see. I remember, final story, I remember we were trying to think of a Lent activity. I was working with the Salvation Army's youth department a few years ago. We were trying to think of a uh, a Lent activity to do and uh, we ended up um, producing a little resource whereby we encouraged people to take a little bottle of oil and just to go and anoint 
buildings in their local community. So it was a prayer walking idea. You walked and you got to, say, the police station or whatever, and you just put a little bit of oil on the pavement outside or on the wall outside, whatever was appropriate, and you read a little prayer for that place. And it was a physical sign. Oil is a sign of the presence and the blessing of God, a bit like we were talking about on Saturday. It's to do with... um, uh, it's to do with healing. It's a sign, a physical sign of the healing and restoration that God wants to bring. So what can you do today? Uh, and when you've done it, would you pop onto Facebook or onto my website and tell us what you did? Because we'd love to hear it. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day.